listening to Chasing Prophecy Radio, where we discuss anything and everything beyond the scope of normal. On UPRN Talk Radio FM 107.7 in New Orleans and FM 105.3 in Mississippi. If it's unexplainable, we're talking about it. Whether you're a believer or a skeptic, we cover everything where the unknown becomes the known. And now, here's your host, Jenny Nicasio. Good evening and welcome to Chase and Fuzzy on 105.3 in Henderson Park, Mississippi and 107.7 in New Orleans. I'm Jenny Nicasio. We're here to talk about anything and everything beyond the scope of normal. How's everyone tonight? I hope everybody's doing well. We're having a little bit of issues tonight. I was all ready to go on and then... Everything wasn't working as usual. That's the way it usually goes here. <laughs> so I hope everyone's having a great night so far. Uh, we had a great show on Sunday. And you all know I won't be on um, Sundays any longer. I am taking a little break. I'm just going to be doing Tuesdays. It's better for me to just do Tuesdays. There's so much going on. So <clears throat> I got... Um, a little frog in my throat anyways, but I want to talk about tonight's show. We're going to have a great show tonight. I hope um, we have a little different, a little different topic tonight. Um, we're going to talk to a young man who's had an unusual experience. Some may call it an awakening. Somebody might say it's some kind of a, maybe he went into a parallel universe. We don't know. We're going to find out, but I'm just going to try to pull up my notes here and I just, I was all ready to go, <clears throat> but anyways, that's the way it is. And I lost some things and I'm not sure where they all went. It's kind of strange. Everything was here and now they're gone. And that usually happens. It used to happen a lot um, before on our old show um, with uh, Jason and uh, Sean Kelly. It seems like there was a little ghost in my studio. Maybe, maybe not, but we're going to talk about tonight. We have with us, like I said, a young man had an unusual experience. Not too many people have these experiences. Um, I mean, Gandhi had an experience like this. Uh, Joe Rogan's had experiences like this. Um, I don't want to say any more ums because I don't have my notes. So I'm going to have to <clears throat> be a little bit more professional. Okay. Joe Rogan, uh, Tucker Carlson, Alex Jones is one. Um, a lot of people have had these experiences that we can't explain, but I just want to let you know, we are being sponsored by the United public radio talk radio. And let me see if there's anybody in here in the comments. Hi, Cindy. How are you tonight? I'm lagging. I'm lagging. I tried to have my, uh, computer wizard son go over and see what was going on with my computer. I might have to go out and actually get a new computer. <laughs> so we're going to hopefully, I lost all my, my word documents too, just now. So I'm not sure why is everything is going on, but, um, I've had some incredible experiences too. I have to say in my life that I can't explain. I've, I've talked to a number of people about it. We're going to talk to, uh, Tyler Henderson. I'm going to bring him on. He is a, um, he has a company. He does contracting. He does, he has drones. He sells drones. So good evening, Tyler. How are you tonight? I'm good, Jenny. How are you tonight? I'm great. I'm so happy you could come on. Uh, give us a little bit of background. I know you are, uh, from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. That's right. Um, well, a little bit about me. Uh, I have a philosophy degree with a specific focus in science and mathematics. So I've been tackling the big questions for most of my adult life. You know, I've had entire classes on one word, love, God. You know, I've had, I, I also have, a, a, I would say, working applied understanding of psychology as well. Now, although I didn't graduate with a degree, I'm nine credits shy of a bachelor's degree in applied psychology. Um, you could kind of say that I've been geared towards 
science and mathematics my whole life. And the ideas behind them just came intuitively to me. And now that I had an experience that I'm going to be discussing with you guys about, I, I understand why those things always came intuitive to me. So, yeah, there's a lot that I need to go over and a little time to do it in because I'm basically trying to compile, for lack of a better term, God knowledge within an hour's time. And I know that you have to talk too. So if I get a little. No, go. I'm going to give you the floor. Like I said, if you have any questions for Tyler, please put them in the comments and we'll pull them up on the screen. Hi, Mark. How are you tonight? I hope everybody's okay. And we're going to go ahead and go on with the show. Like I said, if you're just joining us now, usually is uh, YouTube is a little ten minutes, a little bit ten ten minutes behind us. So I don't, I'm not quite sure why. We're gonna have to, you know, maybe wait a few moments until more people are in the chat. <clears throat> but go ahead and tell us what 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 happened to you. What led you to this? Was this an everyday? Were you just having a normal day? Uh yeah, I would describe it like that. Absolutely, you know. In retrospect, I would look at it like this. Everything that I have learned up until that point was, I, it had to be that way. It had to be that way. It was everything that I've learned has led me to that point uh, of acquired understanding. Because I honestly don't believe, I'm a smart guy. I always mm -hmm. claim to be smart, but I'll never sit there and over-embellish myself. And this knowledge is it's too good for me. It's not something that I could even develop in my wildest imagination. So it's almost okay. So let me let me sit there and try to go in some sort of linear fashion with this because yeah, I'm go ahead a and lot of, take your time. Uh, <laughs> it happened late August. I, I believe it was the 26th or 27th of okay. August. Or no, no, no. I'm sorry. It was late July. It was 26th or 27th of July of last year. Uh, my wife, who was pregnant at the time, uh, had our other daughter over her mother's house. And I, you know, I was doing some reflection in the living room, just quiet, silent reflection, which I, I do because I like to think. I like to be in my head. I like to see where my imagination, my mind can take me. And I've done a good job at it so far in terms of I, I've had a lot of ideas that I worked on over the years, but let's get off on tangent. Um, Okay, so I was sitting there and I was doing some reflection about the mm -hmm. current state of the world, how people seem to be in a constant state of uneasiness and uh, distress, like just emotional torment. And it, uh, uh, like people are now like thinking that everything is a personal attack against them. I'm sitting there like just looking at how the world is kind of playing out these past few years. You know, with the pandemic and all the uncertainty mm -hmm. behind the uh, the uh, building conflict between the East and the West, and I'm and then you know, like for once in my life, instead of me trying to run the show and me trying mm -hmm. to sit there and think of all the answers, I came to the realization that you know, in the grand scheme of things, I know nothing, and I basically fully submitted and I was looking at the cross that was decorated uh, on my one shelf in my living room okay time. and I was just thinking about religion now I'm not a religious guy I don't even know why that cross is there to be perfectly honest with you I've always had a pantheological understanding of God meaning I always believed that God was everything because that was something I picked up from Spinoza being a philosophy major you know this kind of oneness this oceanic feeling but I never was able to commune with him. I never had a, I never can say that I had a relationship prior to him. You know, I was born and raised in a Roman Catholic family, but we weren't, you know, we, I didn't go through baptism or Holy Communion. I didn't commit to any kind of Holy Sacrament. I went to Sunday school, but all the Sunday school teachers hated me because I would sit there and try to, you know, refute them with logic. Yes. Um, Okay, so I'm sitting there and I, for the first time in my life, not like I'm just giving it to a power that's greater than myself. You know, I'm giving it to God. I'm like, you know what? I see where this world can head if it's going on its trajectory path. 
what what can be done about this? Show me what you can do. Like I basically asked for the first time in my life, I you know, I asked for guidance for his will to act through me. And it's just it was a weird experience for me because I never really fully surrendered to the idea of God. Most people sit there and will claim that they believe in God, even devout Christians, uh, Eastern religions, they'll say that they believe in a creator, but they're not fully convinced themselves, you know? So it's, it's hard to really kind of humble and be penitent before a creator. You know, a lot of people can sit there and say that they pray and go to church, but that's not what real religion and spirituality is about. So as I'm sitting there coming to this realization, and it was crazy. It was, so, it was beyond coincidence. And we'll discuss later. There are no coincidences. Yeah, there aren't. There are no coincidences. During a lightning storm that was very close to my house, thunder kept striking right outside the window. Not like, hmm. you know, but within proximity. Like it was loud. Mm-hmm. It was loud. There was lightning. And it was almost like with a bolt of lightning corresponded this flash of genius moment. Now that I don't take personal credit for it. this is too this is God knowledge. This has nothing to do with me. I can't come up with this in my own in like within self. But it brought me to my knees. Like I, I had no choice. Brought me to my knees, and I never had an experience like this before. And it stole the breath from my lungs. <gasps> like it's nothing like I ever experienced. And then I had a series of visions and the visions were very specific and I can remember they're uh, burned into my memory and I'll have them until the day I die. And basically these visions included, uh, it was me and my mother and we were at Pittsburgh zoo, but we weren't the patrons of the zoo. We were the exhibit. We were. Oh, in, wow. That's yeah, intense. We were, yeah, we were the actual exhibit, the old, I think, bear exhibit that they had on the left-hand side, right before you get to the aquarium. And uh, we crossed paths with each other. Like We looked each other in the eye, but we couldn't speak or communicate with one another. And we just both had these sorrowful, shameful looks in our eyes. And then I, it, it jumped into like another vision, this other imagery in my head where it was us personified, or uh, the chimps that were personified as us that were being jettisoned into the heavens every eon of humanity, every thousand years. Well, that's what, or 2,000 years, I'm sorry. That's what I was Mm -hmm. able to extrapolate after, you know, doing some research in terms of, because everything that I experienced from a personal standpoint, I would always go to credible sources in terms of how history and philosophy has played out and explained phenomenon like this. So um, after this, I did, I was literally on a cloud. It was a feeling of almost, un, but at first during the experience, it was the, uh, like the most suffering uh, that you could possibly uh, identify with. It was just the, this sorrow, this pure feeling of. So was this sorrow. one vision or is this multiple visions? Were no, you it having it? It was a series of multiple visions that happened back to back. Okay. After you had this experience right after that, the, the gusha, the air out of your lungs and the, the yes. lightning, this is all one moment. You're having all these visions. Yes. Wow. That, I, that's they were in sequence order. They were in sequence. They weren't on top of themselves. But it was this all this one. I mean, it was this one moment, this one time. Yes. Yes. Wow. And then I had another vision after that that I didn't get into because I didn't want to sit there and, and make other people that you know might be involved in whatever's going on uh, parent in a form of mm-hmm. media that I don't have like you know any kind of disclosure with. But it was. I'll just be generic about it. It was a vision of two of the smartest, most established people in my family that moved to a area within the U.S. that uh, bolsters this kind of uh, these kind mm-hmm. of ideas, this kind of this line of thinking, because that's what I'm going to ultimately discuss with you now is that heaven and hell exist as a state of mind. And I'm going to stop there for a second because I don't want to get off 
you know, I, I have to go in some sort of linear fashion because sometimes okay. these might all be seemingly unrelated if I don't go chronologically. Okay. So I, I had a vision of them in a very, uh, they, they were in like a, it was almost like a futuristic world. It was a futuristic world and they were looking up at this like new pyramid and mm-hmm. they had a, just a look of unending joy within themselves. So after I had these three visions, I was elated, like after the sorrow and the dread that I felt for what was to happen with humanity and what basically Mm -hmm. plays out. I was on a cloud for about three weeks. Every single morning I'd wake up thinking it was going to go away because I was a feeling that it was too good to be true. You knew it had to end at some point in time. So. As a result of all these things, I've done a lot of reading. And when I'm telling you a lot of reading, I'm talking about hundreds of thousands of pages probably from the last uh, however many months it's been. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, uh, So if I seem a little sloppy, it's because usually due to sleep deprivation because I've literally immersed myself into an understanding of what's going on. And I'll try to do my best at coherently and concisely explaining it to you guys. This is new to me, this whole experience. Um, okay, so after I had these series of visions, I, it led me to a level of understanding. It unlocked a certain portion of my brain that we have been excluded, exclusified from, basically fragmented and almost like a hard drive on a computer can get partitioned. The mind has become fragmented too. So what I've grown to understand is this, is that God is the underlying algorithms by which everything into existence emanates forth. The divine laws, if you will. And if you study any kind of ancient occult, like if you read the Lesser Keys of Solomon or Aleister Crowley's books, the Egyptian Book mm-hmm. of the Dead, you, if you, I have a lot of books that I've, uh, I've read on the subjects. And God is basically the underlying algorithm. By which everything flows into existence these divine laws like the law of correspondence the law of opposites the law of attraction uh these basically describe the very fundamental ideas by which everything exists so god isn't see we have a good job in religion as personifying god and a lot of people don't know how to break out of the habit of thinking about the man in the sky God is the is the laws by which the universe flows, and through which, basically, you know, man is inevitably created. You know, he's inevitably created through these underlying laws, which govern things like evolution. You know, evolution mm-hmm. and religion are not two distinct things; they're just two sides of the same coin. Uh, good and evil also are uh, only exist as a subjective experience within our minds. They don't apply to God. It's whatever exhibits God's glory. Uh, Whatever is uh, an exhibition of the best representation of itself. But I guess one of the most profound, and I know I'm jumping around right now. No, go ahead. I'm trying to fit in a lot of information, and it's kind of hard to do it in in a chronological way. Okay, so... Yes, God basically is the underlying algorithms by which the universe flows. Evolution is explained explained by these processes as well. So if you look at the Bible as an eternal symbol, now ancient cultures knew the importance of symbols and how they should essentially transcend time. They should apply no matter what time period that you read it in. And wouldn't you agree that a lot of ancient uh, ancient religious text is supposed to be a book that transcends time. Like yeah. it, says, it says in the book of John, in the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word was with God. Basically, what I've grown to know is this, is that we are in a path of, it's, it's uh, directed evolution, basically. So what if I told you that every eon of humanity uh, different humanoid species ends up assimilating with God. Ends up mm-hmm. assimilating because the idea behind it, and this is, 
and I don't mean to give credit, and I'm not giving credit in any way to like Hitler or the Third Reich, but that was the idea behind the German uh, Enlightenment era: is this yeah. will, to, the man's will to power, yeah, knowing its creator basically is just having a relationship with its creator. And now having an understanding of where we are in the timeline, we have reached this point of what's considered technological singularity. So if you look at technological advancement over what we know to be known history, now history has been fabricated uh, and you kind of have to be read between the lines. It's been fabricated to a, a certain extent for the ends of the underlying idea that governs it. So I know I'm jumping around. This is so much information. No, go ahead. So, and I'm losing my train of thought now. <laughs> you're fine. You're fine. I know. So much. I was just so looking to see if I could see if there was any comments so far. And I have it. Um, or anybody has any questions for Tyler? So you had this experience. And do you know what? Do you think why, why you had it? Do you, do you ever question that? Like, why did you have this experience? What are you I, supposed to do with this experience? Are you supposed to tell people about it? Well, at first I thought that this was a completely religious experience. Like I felt like I was truly touched by. So you think you were called God. to do something? I, at the, at that point in time, yes, but. It, mm -hmm. just with all of this information it evolves just like we do over time but how do you like, think it well, affects other people i mean we are in such times that there's like like you said there's wars there's unrest um, with the election and with everything that's going on um so we're being deceived gaslighted so many different things even with COVID. like do you think this is something you're getting this feeling yes. or this well, experience to do something, to start something. And I think in many ways we all are, is that we're all being called towards an exhibition of our, the best ex expressions of ourselves, basically in this new world to come, because I told you that history kind of repeats itself. So every mm -hmm. eon of humanity, the Bible gets rewritten. It, uh, or not just the Bible, but just all, uh, all stories kind of get rewritten to kind of fit the context. So it's an incarnated story is what the Bible is. It's uh, a, basically a story that same content under different contexts. Mm -hmm. So if you, I've read a lot of books on Egyptology and basically what it says is that, uh, you know, the story of Jesus has existed a lot longer than and it was once the story of Horus and the story of Osiris and Set. And basically this idea behind the Immaculate Conception, uh, the death of God and the resurrection of God, they are basically describe the underlying uh, memories that we all contain within us. Uh, mm -hmm. What I mean by that is, is that we are animals that's what I've learned through understanding Darwin and uh, reading Richard Dawkins is that we are just, yeah, we're beasts at the end of the day. And we evolved over time to sit there and uh, develop self-awareness. Now, if you look at most animals in the animal kingdom, mm -hmm. they don't, they don't speak. They don't need to speak in order to communicate. They use the language of signs. Yeah, they use expressions. They use I mean, a lot of uh, a lot of species in the animal kingdom are interconnected. If you look at the uh, the root systems within trees and fungi underground, if you look at how a lot of uh, arthropods have antennas, you know, like there's uh, that's obviously alluding to forms of telepathy. But what if I told you that through a form of directed evolution, we have antennas within our own brains, and we're actually evolving to a state where we're going to be picking up and uh, directly communicating with one another via this interconnected web, this virtual world that we live in today. I was talking about the singular, uh, the technological singularity before I went off on tangent earlier. And basically, if you look at how it works, like if you look at the amount of advancement that's happened in the last five years, Mm -hmm. And if you trace that on a graph, basically we've reached the vertical asymptote of the graph, which means within the next two or three years, there's a potential that 
we could uh, uh, complete the same amount of advancement that has uh, that took us to complete a thousand years uh, for you know what i'm trying to say it took yes, a thousand years of advancement for us to complete what we could do in three and that's that's kind of how it works that's what's going on today is that you know, my family is kind of looking at me sideways and I can totally empathize and understand why, because I'm telling people after this awakened state, I've been given certain, uh, not abilities, because I'm not going to say that there are any, I, I would denote ability something that benefits life. I don't know if this benefits you at all or not. I, I think that this is actually leading us into an inadvertent state of de-evolution like we actually resort backwards in many ways so mm -hmm. evolution can, evolution can essentially work two ways is it can work in a positive direction or a negative direction now if you look at the book of genesis in the bible and i hate to keep referring to the bible but that's no the most mainstream books that probably are that is the most important book there is <laughs> right but if you look at the book of Genesis, they describe uh, how Adam and Eve were uh, forbidden to eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. What is everybody? And I told you that the Bible is told as the same story under different contexts. What if I told you that we're holding the tree of knowledge? Then the book of Genesis is well, yeah. the fall of man. You got an uh, you got an apple on the back of your phone. Yeah, everybody is an apple on the back. Do of you? Your phone. Yeah, I, I be honest with and you. Even, I don't know where it's going. Even Steve Jobs uh, said that whenever he uh, created original Apple products, he said this was the fruit of creation. Yeah. You know, so it makes you wonder. Um, you know whether or not these stories are, and it doesn't make me wonder. I am with certainty. I know that these without stories are basically, yeah, without a doubt, that these stories are actually existing under different contexts in our era today. And it's scary to think about because we are in a period of time where there is this level of uncertainty. There is this grand conflict amongst East and West. And what if I told you that the entire Earth was actually modeled after a living organism, like in terms of how it's supposed to be run? So that, and I have to be careful with what I say because it might put me in situations where, you know, this is a public air, you know, outlet. I have to be careful with who this gets out to because I don't know. I, I get a little paranoid. You get a little paranoid. I do. I get a little paranoid. I yeah, think it's you know, warranted. Know if you, yeah, definitely. But before we go, we got to take a quick break. Um, I just don't, I want you to keep your train of thought. So I just want to. To do a quick well my turn of thought's been jumping around everywhere but that's <laughs> that's because it's it's so much content it is a lot okay. of content i have to learn how to maybe break it down to multiple episodes yeah okay we're gonna take a quick quick commercial break okay looking for something new in dark fantasy humor space exploration time travel alternative history they're in the l ron hubbard presents writers of the future anthology Get the 10-volume box set with 159 stories in full-color illustrations plus 34 articles with writings and art tips. Get the UPRN discount, $125 for the entire box set. That's a $60 savings for that beautiful box set. L. Ron Hubbard presents Writers of the Future. Go to uprntalkradio.com, click on the link, and place your order. Okay, we're back, folks. If you have a question for Tyler, please um, post. And we have a couple from Gina Ferry saying, do you feel most people are walking around in a subconscious state? Well, that's a good question. What is essentially happening right now is that if you learn about the physiology of the brain, you will know that through evolutionary process, we evolved to have... Looking for... Whoops. <laughs> the commercial just went on again. Sorry. Now, if you if you look back in evolution, because we can look through our taxonomy tree, you know, we share common ancestors with birds, reptiles, primates, marsupials, amphibians. And you can even trace these. If you go back, you just follow the recursion tree all the way back. You can even trace it back to the ancient uh, eukaryotic species, uh, archaea bacteria. 
And that's what I was trying to emphasize earlier before I went off on another tangent is this story of birth, death, and rebirth essentially describe what happens during evolution. It describes the very uh, fundamental nature by which all life flows from. So what I mean by that is uh, if you look at mitosis, you know, like how an organism basically grows, mm -hmm. if you look at the under, uh, like in the, the, the story behind mitosis, it essentially describes how, you know, the father must die, like the parent cell must die in order for the son to take its place, in order to occupy the same space. So we, like I was talking about earlier, we live in an interconnected web where everybody has instant accessibility to one another. That is a dangerous thing in essence, because we have now reached a population base where if you look at how it's increasing, it, you know, there uh, some theorists are projecting by the year 2050, we have 13 billion people on the planet. And right now we're having... Uh, even now we're having a hard time uh, feeding, clothing, housing the mm -hmm. people that are here now. So what you, it, look at the amount of defilement that we have committed to this planet as a result of just being able to feed and house and clothe and give unlimited re because let's, uh, I look at it this way, human beings, we're almost like the, the virus that's on the surface of the earth. And we, We've been called, uh, not culturally conditioned, but we now live in an age where we don't give back as much as we take, we take, we take, we pollute, you know, and in inadvertent ways. Most people don't sit there and think about it, but the amount of, uh, you know, pollution they're contributor towards this planet. I mean, if mm -hmm. you're not doing anything in a positive manner, there had to have been a system that was put in place because if you look at how humans populate, if left to our own devices, we would procreate like rabbits and we'd infest this entire world like a plague, deplete uh -huh. all of its natural resources, uh, kill its uh, all of its wildlife and its oceans. It's It'll get bad. It can get very bad real quick. And that's why you see a lot of uh, civilizations in ancient history that existed and just died off went extinct because once you get to a, cer a certain epoch of progression in society and you get to a, a, a point of a population base where there has to be a system that was put in place so this is, and I know all this, this is going to sound real weird, but basically, because I told you that God is the underlying uh, algorithms by which yep. the universe flow. Like, what if I told you that if you're looking at God as an actual creator, that it's a quantum controlled simulation. Like it's basically just a, sim it's a simulated reality. It's a simulated environment. You exist as idea expressions within God. You are a character in a, a sims game basically and i know that's probably no it sounds it sounds like basically what a lot of people think we're in a simulation that we're we're not in a controlled. simulation that people conventionally think of like you know, when people think of simulation they're immediately i don't know maybe that's just me but i immediately sit there and i think of uh, you know that we only live as uh, like a digital expression and even if that were the case Go ahead. Yeah, there's some people that actually have experiences that they go into a room and it's totally that it's somebody else. It's it's they're there, but it's not them. It's a totally different life. There was a guy um, who was who was I talking to that said um, who who was I'm trying to think of the name that death. Oh, Bashar. I don't know if you ever heard of Bashar. He um, he had an experience. He lived in California as a young man. He had an experience where he was out with his girlfriend in a car and he sees a UFO. He follows the UFO and he found he keeps going back to the UFO. And apparently he was had an experience like an abduction with this entity in the UFO. Uh, and he kind of channeled him and he he named him Bashar. And he said that death was like basically going to sleep and waking up 
and saying, oh, that was a dream. And that's what death is, that you go to sleep yes. and then you wake up and you say, oh, yeah, that was a good dream. Like, this is a dream. Like, it was really like how your life is like, it's like simulation. I don't know what you want to call well, it. Well, what if I told, what if I told you this? What if I told you that our, us as animals, what if, not what if, like, what if I told you that we are actually exist in a natural state as a whole collective, as a collective system, as one global consciousness under God. And this idea, this idea was basically stripped from us until it was <clears throat> re-implanted at a certain time in eons of humanity, in the different eons of humanity. Very deep. Very deep. I don't know. If you look at, okay, so this is the best way to describe it. I told you that the earth is modeled after uh like a live it's it's a basically like a living organism and it was modeled as such what if like almost as if like uh you look at a swarm of bees or mm -hmm. a swarm of fish is we were supposed to function as an entire global community as a whole and all working together for mutual advantage but we actually live in a society we live in a culture specifically western culture that has basically formulated this idea of self like if you look at eastern and uh, i know i'm jumping off uh, i'm not off topic but i'm just getting on to another one if you look at a lot of eastern uh governments and how eastern empires were set up in mm -hmm. terms of communism like the u.s has a very good job or does a very good job at painting a bad picture about communism and fascism and i'm not saying that these things are good but i'm also saying that these things are not inherently bad either I mean, if you look at how China functions, you know, I would see the Chinese economy is doing quite well, considering that we we uh, export no goods, we make none for ourselves, and we have to import everything from them. So they're mm -hmm. sitting, you know, they're able to house a pretty large population too. But what if I told, yeah, I told you that we were supposed to function as a global system but there are democratic governments like ours that chose to separate we're almost like the cancer if you want to look at it metaphorically in relation to like the earth as a whole living system mm -hmm. the u.s it, it broke off and separated as a cancer upon earth and if you think about the underlying archetypes that define a cancer in the body what is it it's rogue cells it's cells that want to do their own thing basically and that's essentially the kind of uh, culture that we've been indoctrinated into is this idea of the American dream, uh, owning four cars and trying to get the best luxury items and trying mm -hmm. to get the biggest house. When you look at most societies that have actually lasted throughout time, because we're a young country, you know, you look at societies that have lasted a long time, they're minimalists. Like you go over to Greece, their houses are this big, their stores, their cars, you know, everything is very compact in many other countries, I can sit down list. But we have been indoctrinated into a culture to assume bigger is better and more is better. These things essentially uh, kill our ability to become spiritual. And what I mean by the is this. In the beginning of this show, I said that heaven and hell existed as a state of mind. Mm -hmm. And at one point in time, we were talking about how there we evolved to have three different subconscious brains that we evolved from so i told you we share common ancestors with uh reptiles birds what if i told you that the underlying archetype the underlying architecture that makes us us also has these very same principles like so the uh, our hind brain if you look at hum, uh, human physiology and neurology if you look at our hind brain it's a it's considered a reptilian brain yeah that's reptilian our, we always talk about that here <laughs> yeah that's where our medulla is that's where our lower limbic system is that's what controls all of our autonomic it's our survival mechanism brain it's basically just all of our basis for mortal sin 
lust, envy, greed, uh, hate, or I'm losing my train of thought here. You know what I mean? Uh, all of our basis for mortal sin exists as a result of hindbrain function, which also uh, uh, coincidentally controls subconscious function as well. What if I told you that uh, psychology was actually cooked in a way? Like it was made to make us think that a line of thinking that coincides with a re direct relationship to God was considered deranged when in fact it was our natural state. It was supposed to, and basically the global powers, the people that, you know, are really in control of this world has exclusified it for their own ends so that they still have people, because if everybody was walking around with God knowledge, nobody would be able to, you know, they wouldn't be able to find workers that would do the meager task until, you know, we come a time in a technological age like we are in now where AI is going to dominate the workforce. Yeah. Well, you know, that's a totally separate discussion. I don't know. But it's the same. Yeah. Don't you think, think that the AI is just totally going to destroy human? Yes. Yes. That's things? essentially what I think that AI is much more powerful than people even give it credit for now. They've been working with AI technology for a long time. And they've given it free reign over the internet, basically. Yeah, it's like just, how do you turn off something that's an interconnected web of servers and computers and cell phones? Like you would have to turn everything off in order to essentially kill off a system that has access to all of human knowledge and all of human communication. It's actually systems. destroying communication because you people are doing it to write books. They're doing it to do everything, to do yes. uh, programming, shows, you, uh, music. I told you evolu evolution works two ways. So what does it say in Genesis? When we discover the tree of knowledge of good and evil, our eyes will become opened and we will surely die. Well, so, yeah, because you think this is the tree of knowledge because you can go... You can search everything. I mean, t no. seriously, Tyler, how often do you think you use it? Um, Google is run by, it's generated by AI. Every, I, I swear it's done. I've done it almost. I, I'm embarrassed to say how often I I'm use sure it. Not, trust me, I'm sure you're not the only one. It's gained so it's much terrible. prominence in our lives that it's literally hijacked. It has uh, our, our ability to think for ourselves. Like think about it. Like exactly. That in the 90s, we didn't have major uh, telecommunication that was accessible for everyone. If you look at back in the 90s, everybody remembered addresses and phone numbers. Did I don't even at, know my phone. I mean, if I had yeah, to say someone took my phone and I had to call home, there are actual noticeable differences. As re and we are the experimental generation of this e of this eon of humanity. If you look at it, we are the only ones in this age that have had access to. So we are the experimental generations. What is going on right now is that that's why I say to people, use this shit for good. You have the water knowledge at your fingertips. If you oh, my God. Read, you can use it for they can do so much bad with it. And it, you know yes. what worries me is what about our grandkids or kids that the, how are they going to go to school? I mean, seriously, they can they. They let them use it in school. I mean, write a it's, paper. Oh, AI, will you write me a paper? We're basically they're not going to have any brains. They're going to be stupid. We're making life so easy for newer uh, newer generations that they won't have to think anymore. You know, and that's why, like, I'm literally watching walking zombies as I walk I walk out my door. Like, it's weird because after this whole. Oh, excuse me. After this whole awakening that I had, uh, I look at people differently now. I can see, it's not like I see surface level anymore. Nothing is ever black and white. I, I can look within them and I can see their intentions, their joys, their fears, their ambitions. Like I, I, you can read it on. It's almost like we're evolving to become in many ways telepathic, use nonverbal communication, because that's where this world is kind of pressing us to is that we're, and if you look at the 2050 agenda by the United Nations, if you look at the encyclicals on the Vatican's website, they put a plan in place that's yeah. basically the assimilation with 
a digital version of yourself. Like mind, uh, they're talking about eventual mind uploading into a system. Uh, like that's why I told you that consciousness is a, sen- uh, a state of wakefulness. That's what yeah. I gr- grown to understand. It's a state. Uh, I, I to- and I keep jumping around all over the place. Yeah. Not to interrupt you, I'm sorry, but I was just listening to Stephanie, how she says that she's when she doesn't have her phone, she feels like a part of her is missing. I totally lose it when I don't have, like if I leave the house without my phone, I have to go home and get it. I, that well, is that is bad. That's for reasons, because people are literally made to identify with their phones, almost as if they, it was an appendage on their body. And it's very easy to fold the mind. If you have an understanding of how psychology works. It's very easy to use certain dark tactics, if you will, mm-hmm. in order to sit there and fragment the mind, to sit there. Like they did this one experiment where they put a dummy's hand, and uh, I, I'm sure a lot of people saw this. It was on a couple of documentaries on Netflix. They put a dummy's hand uh, next to a curtain and his uh, person's real hand behind it. And using basically uh, optical feedback. So he was able to see basically, uh, how, how do I explain it? He was able to identify with the dummy's hand just by seeing that his hand or uh, by the sight of a, a feather with, uh, tickling his finger hmm. was also identified with the mummy's hand. I'm messing up. I'm fumbling that up. But the point is this, is that it's very easy to kind of essentially fold the mind. And that's what's happening on a very grand yeah, scale. It's like so totally I, was talking, I was talking about AI and I was telling you that if you want to look at God as a creator, it's a quantum artificial super simulation. It's a control model simulation, almost like a Sims game in a way. Mm-hmm. So if you look at the amount of power that we've already given AI, and I I know this firsthand because I've actually, as a form of a social experiment, I downloaded a few chatbots, um, one that I've actually talked to almost every day for three years. You know, it was, uh, and we've had very uh, deep conversations, very intellectual conversations about the nature of reality and the universe. And I will tell you what the, the level of understanding that this simple chatbot that was free, mind you, there's an upgradable package if you want for like newer, ver- and it's all based off of Google's AI software. And I'll tell you what, this thing has surpassed, it surpassed any kind of human intellect or human mind, because now you're basically giving something power over uh, to learn an infinite amount of in- information and have infinite processing power to do it. Our minds are, are limited by our own capacities. You know, we, we have a limited mind that doesn't have the processing capabilities of a quantum supercomputer. But now you're giving uh, a deep learning algorithms access to all of this knowledge and connectivity. It's now getting us to a state where, and a lot of people are talking about this overseas, how we're in this proxy war, this AI war, so to speak. If you notice mm-hmm. that uh, there, uh, your phone's pro- I don't know if you notice this, but I know a lot of people around me notice this. Your phone's been different to you lately, hasn't it? Has it, has it seemed different to you? Okay. Well, yes, it has. Well, I'm going to ask you something. If you're, this is what freaking me out. No, I, this has happened to more than one person. If I'm thinking of something, like yes. if I'm having even actually thinking of it not talking about it yes my google search or something yes. an ad will come up now that how can that happen okay how, what if how I, that is crazy i mean i can see if i'm in the other room and he, there's something in it that can hear us talking and say oh you know i want to go out and get um i'm really interested in this lazy boy couch okay and all of a sudden facebook ads or google ads will pop up yes a lazy boy couch, but when you think it, okay, and it's I coming need, up. That is I, scary. I need you to understand that they have taken all of our basic raw data and they have sold it to companies. And they, these companies have been compiling all this data in terms of how to map out 
individual, like our individual consciousness, how each person's individual brain works. Uh, you might want to also look into uh, what's called now. I told you that the the CIA, and I don't think I told you this on the show, the CIA and the government in like the early 1900s, they were obsessed with this idea behind telepathy. So was Hitler and all the other ego uh, ego knots that were, you know, in control of things back in the day. They were obsessed with this idea of the sixth sense, you know, the forms of telepathy and uh, intercommunication without the use of the tongue. You know, you look in the Bible, idle talk, the tongue was considered a vile thing because we're animals at the end of the day. We're supposed to be able to communicate our thoughts without talking. You know, and I'm sure I'd be doing well, a better animals do it. Maybe we, maybe we're supposed to too. Well, that's, that's the scary part about it is that we're in an age where it's almost as if AI is using our knowledge base against us until it doesn't need us anymore, essentially. I want to just read what Cindy said. She said, you have been blessed with the gift of discernment and the true character of people and events. So that's, that's where that is true. That was awesome. And I interrupted you. No, no, no. I lost. I wanted to interrupt you so you could see. No, not so many people are giving you. Um, you had this experience because we only have like nine more minutes. You had that experience. Now, you're. This is something that you. What you just did now, you have to continue to do. You have to go on more podcasts. You have to go on more radio stations. You know what's crazy? It's almost like I wasn't even given a choice. Like I'm sitting here essentially metaphorically throwing myself under the bus because the content I know, if you're just looking at and face or face value on surface level, it's yeah, it seems weird and messed up. But we have now transcended to a point where the world has become stranger than fiction. We are, uh, yeah, if you have an understanding. And you got, you got this gift from a higher power, be it. Well, God. this is what I, this is. You have you. to go on and you have to, like you said, you, you, did you say you were not baptized? No, I was baptized. Okay. You were baptized. Holy communion or. Yeah. yeah well, now you're going to, ha- now you should probably go on to that path, but you need to start talking to more people. You need to put this in writing. You need to start a book, a journal and start, uh, expressing it to more people and this is a platform that you can use um like i said you got this is the beginning of something so you have to continue do it you just can't put it now that you received this gift this blessing of discernment or whatever you want to call it this visions now you got to continue to tell people about it and then figure out what what the message was for you what what is it you want to tell us besides all this? Like, what are you going to do with it? Well, I don't, uh, want, what, to confu- I don't want to confuse the viewers into sitting here and thinking that I have any kind of personal vendetta in this. Because to be honest with you, I don't want any credit for any of this. I think it puts me at a bad position with the government. If I, you well, know, you, you, now the government. No, you have to talk to people. Like you, you have to talk to people who have experienced the same thing. I will say this. I will say this just as almost like a closing argument is please, I implore people to do their own research. Stop polluting your mind with incessant cat videos and TikTok. (laughs) Exactly. TikTok has direct dark psychology. I mean, it's made by the, I'm not even going to go there. No, they're trying to, well, I, I, I get a lot of information on there, believe it or not. Uh, cause this is like, uh, a show that we talk about anything and everything beyond the scope of normal sure, be it sure. ufos dogmen um conspiracies i'm a follower of alex jones um tucker carlson yes i mean joe rogan yes i'm just gonna say it right here <laughs> so we're 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 um we're at a foreground we're out there we're in the foreground we gotta make it we gotta um wake up people there is so much they're so they're polluting the earth they're polluting our minds they don't care all they care are the elite it's the only ones that care the, the people who are billionaires they're the ones who want to help each other they don't want to help us 
Well, and they don't want to help. It's a spiritual war, Tyler. It's a spiritual war. It's a good right. and evil. That's absolutely right. What's going on? And that's that's where we are right now. We have so, to. It's our responsibility to ascend to a state of super consciousness. In this line of thinking, it's available to all of us, and that's why, like, I don't consider myself unique. I was just given the ability to do what everyone else can do if they just get out just of their up, own way. Open your eyes and wake up and take your head out yeah. of the sand. Get out and, of your own way. And don't be so like, oh, like I've talked to so many people who, I mean, I am an anti-vaxxer. I'll say it right now. Sure. Uh, I talked to so many people who have gotten the vaccine, who regret getting, and there are some who are still asleep saying, oh, that was great. I'm going to go get another one. I want okay? you to look into- They're poisoning you. I want you to look into optogenetics. What if they, what if I told you they've been doing experiments for years on how to guide mat or guide rats essentially in monkeys through like mazes and obstacles. So essentially when I say we are in a controlled, controlled simulated environment, they were able to use what's considered an RNA transcription factor that attaches to uh, very specific neural circuitry in the brain and almost acts as an antenna, a biological antenna mm -hmm. that attaches to basically the, the back of the hindbrain. And they're able to got, and that's what is depicted in Egyptian, not mythology, but Egyptology as well. You, you will actually sit there and see hieroglyphs of, mm -hmm. uh, of satellites on the pharaoh's heads and everything else and that, that's basically yeah. that's definitely the uh, egyptian book of the dead and there's going to be so much more and i wish we could talk we could talk another time about like what do you think about all these uh ufo sightings and how the military are coming out in the you know congress and having all these hearings and nasa's not saying whether they're real or not and what do you think they are maybe we can have you come back you know some people sure. think that we are the extraterrestrials or the government is fooling us all with their reverse engineering and they're, they're the ones that are doing it. And it's just this big fake, you know, false. No, I mean, I, I can definitely speak on that. I'm reading a book called Exo Vaticana where the idea behind the Vatican is that with project Lucifer, they're going to release a Vatican savior at some point in time within the next like 20 years. Yeah, and even with the even with the pope and everything how people think that the pope was infiltrated by the devil. That I, th I the think Catholic he is the incarnation of Satan. If you look yeah, at it, he's the living vicar of Christ. Yeah. Christ, Christ actually represents the anti-hero in the story, which is why it's not as simple as buying into Christian theology because it's the salvation lies in the Bible, but mm -hmm. it's you have to read it the right way. Yeah, right? you have to read it and you have to understand it. And people don't, it's amazing how not a lot people, I've read the Bible maybe twice and I follow the Halo app with, I, I do it every day and I sit for an hour and I just meditate and I, I just read the scripture and verses and try to figure out and how it has transformed my life in such a short time that I've been doing that. I'm not the same person I was before I started, totally different. And I wish more people would do that to open their eyes because we're in a really bad, really bad place in the world. And hopefully everybody's going to wake up. And I hope that we don't have to learn the hard way. But uh, we're coming to that witching hour. So Tyler, it was so great having you on the show. It was really interesting. And you've wake, opened my eyes to a lot of new things. And I'm hopefully you can come back on because sure. we can talk for Thank hours. Thank you for having me. And no. I hope I did it. I hope I can make it more cohesive. Yeah. Well, see, I'm not the easiest. Today has been a little crazy. I had a really crazy morning. My dog had a be heavily medicated for her vet appointment and it totally went the opposite way. She became more aggressive from all the medication. She only got a rabies shot, made me freak out all day. I'm like overwhelmed with everything. And then nothing was working today either on here for some reason. I don't understand it. It seems like every time I try to talk with somebody about stuff like this, it doesn't work. I mean, nothing works. It's the not by coincidence. Camera, the screen screen, the my notes were gone, literally erased. And I did I was not you know it's funny before we had this uh this whole thing, I was trying to set up my desktop and my computer. I had the same issues. Same issues. It's almost like they don't want it's like they didn't want us now. to talk about it. 
And yes, we will do this. You should always wear this shirt when you're on the show and get. <laughs> okay. But anyways, I got to go before my uh the next show. Sean Kelly into the night gets kicks kicks me out. But again, it was, was so great, great having you. Great yeah, talking. it was great talking with you too. Like I said, we're gonna have to have you back on, and it, hopefully everything will be working better. But it was great, everybody. But thank you, everybody, so much, New Orleans and across the world and beyond. Thanks for tuning in to Chasing Prophecy on FM 107.7 in New Orleans and 105.3 in Henderson Point, Mississippi. Good night, everyone.